Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. I am excited to share with you something that the Holy Spirit has been really dealing in my heart for all this year, especially this past few weeks. And uh, the, the title of my sermon is The Throne Room View from a Worship Aspect. And I'm going to base my sermon on Revelation 4. Okay, so I want to talk to you a little bit. You know, December is here. I don't know if you have started to think about what has happened through the year, analyzed where you are, where you were, and where you want to head. I don't know if you have taken the time to do that, maybe in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I highly suggest that, that you do that because uh, in a matter of weeks, we're done with this year. And I think it's very good that we analyze where we were, what happened, where we are, and where we're heading, okay? Because God is a God of vision. Say with me, vision. View. Say with me, view. He wants you to have a throne room view for what's coming. So I'm going to share with you a little bit of how my year went and how the Holy Spirit has been walking with me. And I say, because this is a personal thing, you know. I'm not going to talk about how the Lord is dealing with you, Julian, or some other people in my family. I'm going to talk about, you know, something that I'm living currently. So this year, it started, my dad was diagnosed with cancer, uh, actually December of last year. So in January, he had a, a surgery, a prostate uh, cancer surgery and uh, so that was that was it shook me you know and then he recovered uh, actually he recovered better than what the uh, the, the doctors had uh, you know said better than the average you know the doctors say you know the nerves and all these things are not going to function it's going to take nine nine months to do this and that but he actually recovered he had no uh, other you know for example, complications of the surgery. So we praise the Lord. So we came out of that battle. You know, it was, a, it was a big shaking, but we came out of that. That was January. February, my mother-in-law, as you know, uh, Julian's mom and Mr. Julian's wife, um, she fell. And she fell, and it all started there. And I'm going to get a little bit <laughs> teary because I know I stand here before you knowing that God is good. And it's good to remember because you need to go back in order to go to the future, you know? So she fell. We didn't think, you know, she broke her hip. She's going to, you know, be okay. Well, six months, seven months, seven months later, and it, was a, it has been a battle. And some of you know, some of you don't know the story, but she was diagnosed with this rare kind of cancer of multiple myeloma. And, you know, the news started coming, oh, she needs a transplant. We're talking about big things here. Things that really shake your foundation. Things that really make you question, where are you looking? Where, where is your view? You know, we think that we know God. 
but try failure. And let me tell you, if you, you, you know, we think that we know who God is, but then you go through the desert and then you are, oh, well, may, maybe, maybe, I'm questioning here. Maybe, maybe you know God. And whatever situation is happening right now has make, make you question of his nature. If he really is good to you. If he's really, if he's really that provider, you know. So as we walked through all this, thankfully, uh, she has come out pretty victorious, I can say. Because her recovery was faster than what was you know, said, and even her aspect looks like I have never seen a cancer patient with like the way I see my mother-in-law. And I wish you could see her because she is, her face has a, a her countenance is radiant. And, and in the physical aspect, it might be weak, but she is full of strength. And she's recovering. You know, and tomorrow, Monday, uh, Julian and the family have a very important uh, meeting with the oncologist. And that is 100 days from the transplant. So we are praying that there is not going to be a need of a second transplant. We are starting to see how God has been moving. But in order for us to get here, we had to walk through it. Okay? So with this said... You know, you go through the trials and the tribulations, and the Lord says that he will walk with you through the valley of the shadow and death, and that he prepares a table before your enemies. But nobody tells you about the aftermath of the trial and the tribulation. Nobody tells you about the broken pieces that lay around that you have to go down and pick up and you wonder how am I going to start and where I'm going to, what am I going to do with this? Because we all have broken pieces. If you read the stories in the Bible, when they went to war, they said that there was plunder. And some, the Lord said, pick up whatever is left, the cows and the plunder. But then it said, leave everything. So I believe that as we have walked through this year, I don't know how your year has been. But I do know that sometimes we need to pick up the broken pieces. And in order to pick up the broken pieces, we need a throne room view. Because sometimes I can go through memory lane and it's all fine. But sometimes I want to leave my memories in the back of the lane. Because you don't want to go back. So I want to encourage you. I want to create expectation for God in your life. And so as we, as we go through the sermon, I want you to open your heart. Because God is not done with you. You might feel that this year was a disaster. You might have a victorious year. And that is very good. But God is not done with you. And he wants to pick up the pieces with you. And he wants to show you what is his throne room view for what's coming. Okay, so let's go to Revelations uh, chapter 4, verse 1. This is the, uh, the Passion Translation. It says, I'm going to read verse 1 and 2 first. 
says, then suddenly, after I wrote down these messages, I saw a heavenly portal open before me. And the same trumpet voice I heard speaking with me at the beginning broke the silence and said, ascend into this realm. I want to reveal to you what, what, what must happen after this. Instantly, I was taken into the spirit realm and behold, I saw a heavenly throne set in place and someone seated upon it. I want to, thank you, Ivan. I want to focus on three things. There are three things that happen when I encounter the throne room of God. And what I mean by the throne room is I mean by the presence of God. And this has to happen daily. Okay. First of all, in verse 1 says, if we can go back to verse 1, it says, Then suddenly after I wrote down these messages, I saw a heavenly portal open before me. And the same trumpet, I want you to pay attention because there is something very important here. And said, the same trumpet voice I heard speaking to me at the beginning broke the silence and said, ascend into this realm. This tells me that John was in a period of silence because it says that the same trumpet voice I heard speaking to me at the beginning so the same God that spoke to you at the beginning of the year, maybe you think it's a silent period. He's going to break through. And it says, and the beginning broke the silence. He's breaking the silence in your life. And he's telling you, ascend to this realm. What realm? The supernatural realm. Because that is our new natural, our new normal is the supernatural. Because the things that we're going to do this coming year cannot be done in the natural, need to be done in the supernatural. Because the victories that you need in your life need to be won in the supernatural and then in the natural. And the silence need to be broken in the presence of God, not outside of the presence of God. It needs to be broken in the presence of God. With the word of God, in secrecy with God, not looking for prophetic words. The only prophetic word you need is God is your prophetic word. Some of us are running around, I want, I want this, this man to anoint me and give me a prophetic word. No, you need to go to the word of God and let the word of God prophesy over you. You don't need no man. You need God to speak to you. Oh, I'm going to go. <laughs> Amen, Chandra. <laughs> you know, you don't need to be seeking for, oh, I'm going to talk to this person so she can give me instruction and wisdom. And that's totally fine. But let not your wisdom and your instruction depend on a person, but depend on the word of God. So I don't know what period you are going in. Maybe you are in a silence period. God is going to break that because the same voice that spoke to you a few months before is speaking to you right now. So three things that I want to give you as you encounter the presence of God on a daily basis, which is the throne room of God. Because then as we keep on going, we see that it's the presence of God that becomes supernatural. It says, the first one is I hear the voice of God with clarity. I hear the voice of God with clarity. Beyond the shadow of a doubt, you know that God is speaking to you. You're able to discern the voices. You're able to filter the voices that are coming. 
and what you're listening, you're able to see with a different perspective. So as we, as you go in the presence of God daily, as you sit down, and I'm going to talk about practical things that, that I do, not that you should exactly do what I do, but things practically help us kind of like, oh, okay, I have an idea how can I can do this in my life. And how does this look? Okay, so first of all, you need to set a time in your day to seek the presence of God. We need to shut down our, sh our chatterbox mouth. You know, sometimes we, co we go in and we're like, thank you, Lord, thank you. And, and we don't even say thank you sometimes. And we're, we're like, Lord, I need this and I need this and do a miracle, Lord. And that's fine. But we need to change. We cannot stay in the same type of prayers. We need to go deeper. We need to ascend into the supernatural. Okay? So you need to set a time where you sit down and you wait for the Holy Spirit to speak to you. You are still in the stillness. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Not be all crazy, running around, you know. No. Set a time in your day to sit down, take your, uh, your iPhone, your cell phone, whatever, put it away, put it on silent. This is what I do. I go into my living room when my three-year-old, almost my three-year-old is napping and I turn off my phone because even though if it re ting, tings or whatever rings, you know, or messages, you're like, what's going on? What's going So you don't let the Holy Spirit speak to you. And then you sit down and you are quiet. And you start to, to see yourself before Jesus. You start to envision yourself before Jesus. Holy Spirit, I am here. I don't even know where to start. I just want your presence. And he comes down and he starts revealing things to you. And he starts talking to you, speaking to you, telling you what's going to come next. And the more you do this, the, your ear becomes in tune with his voice. So what does that mean? That you become immediately obedient to the voice of God. You don't waver. You don't analyze it. You don't think about it. You do it. You listen and you act. That is the clarity of the voice of God. The second thing is I receive instruction and revelation. There are some periods in our life that we need a divine instruction and a divine revelation on what to do. Like this year, we needed wisdom. And we needed instruction. And we needed revelation. How are we going to do this? How are we going to move the church with this? How, are, how is my life going to look like? What am I supposed to do? We, should I do this? Should I do that? And sometimes when you have so many things to decide, you need to sit down, Holy Spirit, tell me what I need to do. Tell me what I need to do. And the Holy Spirit will tell you, don't move until I move. Don't make a decision until I tell you what to do. And he will give you. You know what the interesting thing is? That the instructions are, of God are so clear. Are so clear. He tells you like A, B, and C, and D. And he gives you a plan. But that comes as you have 
an encounter with the throne room, with the presence of God. And the Bible says that in the multitude of counselors there is wisdom. And that is good that you seek for that wisdom. But there is periods in your life where you need a divine instruction directly from the heavenly realms coming directly to you so you can move forward. Decisions. And so that is, that comes directly from the throne room. Decisions that you're going to take this coming year. The third thing is I start to operate in the supernatural. Because now John had ascended to the realm. You know, that voice told him, ascend to that realm. And you know that, what that tells me? That tells me that God is so interested that you ascend to this life of the supernatural. This is not only for the elite. The supernatural is for you and for me. The supernatural is for everyone because the Bible says in the, first, in the first verse that I saw a heavenly portal open. I saw a door. So the door is open so we can have access. This is not only for the people that live in Africa that are, that are seeing miracles and wonders on a daily basis. This is for the Church of America. This is for you and I because he wants you to experience and to ascend to this new life it is not okay it is not okay it is not in the heart of God that you go one more day suffering when you can ascend because you know what happens when you are suffering if you ascend into this supernatural you're able to see you're able to position yourself for the miracle whether it comes tomorrow, whether it comes in a year, whether it comes in 10 years, but you have this throne room view. And so you are fighting the battle with a throne room view. So you're a warrior. So you're in the way of a warrior. And so you are up high. So when the enemy comes and tries to swift you, you are ready to step on his head. Because you have an ascended view. Because nothing will trample the ascended view. But that comes intimacy with the Lord. I cannot live from her relationship with the Lord. I have to live my own relationship with the Lord. So those three things, I hear the voice of God with clarity. I have instruction and I have revelation. And thirdly, I operate in the supernatural. You're, you start to see things happen that were impossible. Something that the Lord spoke to me uh, personally as I have been having this encounters with the Holy Spirit is not that long ago, like two weeks ago, he said, I am going to answer the prayers that have cost you years in a swift moment. And I think this is also for the church. He's going to answer 2020. He's going to answer your prayers swiftly. The, the opposition is going to move quickly. I speak to you that word. Be ready. But we need to be ready. You need to gird up your, your loins in prayer. Lift up your hands. Pray. Intercede. Come to church. Kneel. Bow. Whatever you need to do. Seek the Lord. Speak in the spirit. I don't know. Declare the word. Because the Lord is on the move. You know what is one thing that changes when we are having an encounter with the throne room of God, with the presence of God, there is one thing that must change. 
and that is posture. Your posture has to change. If your posture is not changing or if you're going back and forth on your posture, I'm talking about spiritual aspects here, then something, you're not grasping something about this. Because there has to be a fruit of my intimacy with the Lord. What you did this year is not going to cut it for next year. Your relationship with the Lord this year was enough for this year. Now you need to go deeper. Now you need to ascend. And it's going to do it's going to be hard? Yes. Will you require holiness? Oh, yes. And you know what? We are a church that does holy and hard things. And we don't tremble. We go forward. We move forward. Hard and holy things. Remember that you do hard and holy things because the Lord has equipped you. He has equipped you, so you're ready for this year. But my posture has to change. And I'm going to focus now. I'm going to read uh, Revelations 4, verse 6 through 11. It says, around the throne and on each side stood four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature resembled a lion, the second an ox, the third had a human face, and the fourth was like an eagle in flight. Each of the four living creatures has six wings, full of eyes all around and under their wings. They worship without ceasing day and night, singing, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, the was, the is, and the coming. And whenever the living creatures gave glory, honor, and thanks to the one who is enthroned and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fell face down before the one seated on the throne, and they worshiped the one whose lives for, who lives forever and ever. And they surrendered their crowns before the throne, singing, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory, honor, and power, for you created all things. And by your plan, they were created and exist. There are three types of posture in these four verses. The first one, in verse 6, it says that they stood. Can we go to verse 6? It says, around the throne and on each side stood, that is one posture, four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. What does the eyes in front and behind resemble? The eyes behind that it looked to the past. The eyes in front to the future and to your current position. But why was he standing? Because in a standing position, you're able to see 360. So when we are in the presence of God, guess what we get? Perspective. That's number one. We get perspective. And we get a whole perspective. I love that God is a God of completion and of wholeness. And sometimes it seems that he doesn't tell us what's the next step. But... He knows our 360 plan, our 360 perspective, but he wants to give us perspective. We need to get perspective. When you get perspective, when you get vision, you're able to, to position yourself for what's coming. So I, I'm not sure where you are right now, but you need perspective. You need vision. Maybe your vision is clouded. Maybe you need a fresh vision of yourself. Of your identity. That's what we need. When we walk in confidence of who we are, that we are holy nation, that we have been bought by his blood, we have a different posture. Okay? So the first thing is you get perspective. 
Because you need to look why, I wonder, you know, why did he have eyes full of eyes in front and behind? Because your past might be broken, but it should never define you. My year was not the best year. I, 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 I'm stronger now. But it was, there were many times where I wanted to quit and say, I, I can't do this anymore. This is too much. You know, when you, when you see, when it's constantly shaking and you see that everything is crumbling apart, you wonder. I wanted to quit, but I said, I'm not going to quit because my commitment is made to the Lord. So I'm not going to quit. I said, I'm not going to quit. I kept on seeking the word of God. I kept on praying. I kept on pushing. I kept on like fighting the enemy, the fear, the unbelief, that what if this doesn't happen? And you know what the Holy Spirit spoke to me one time when, when they were going to tell my dad if the cancer was contained or not contained. I, I, I woke up at 3 in the morning and I was like, what if the cancer if, is not contained? What, what should I do? And you know what the Holy Spirit said? And if it's not contained... So what? Because I'm still sitting on the throne. And it was hard to hear. But I had to surrender that in my life, that fear. You know? Because when things like this happen in your life, when things shake, you wonder. You wonder many things. You know? And, and, and that is not a sin. I want to tell you something and I want to free you from something. It's not bad that you feel all these emotions that you feel what you are feeling but it's but it's not good that you get stuck there so that's why you need to ascend and maybe you were in a rut or maybe you are in a rut but God wants to ascend you okay because maybe what you're going through is is going to catapult you to the ministry or the calling that the Lord has in your life so you need to be ready for this okay so we need perspective. We need vision. The second posture, it says a posture of worship and holiness. And I'm going to go to verse 8. It says the second, and, uh, the, the second and ox, the third had a human face and the fourth was like an eagle in flight. Each of the four living creatures had six wings, full of eyes again, all around and under the wings. They worshipped without ceasing day and night, singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God the Almighty, the was, the is, and the coming. They worshipped. So this is a second posture. A posture of worship and holiness. And it's a worship that is without ceasing. And in my life, this is how it looks. Because thankfulness doesn't come naturally to us. Right? Maybe, maybe it does to you. But not to me, okay? I'm still battling my flesh, you know? Thankfulness and gratitude, I see it as a muscle, okay? For those of you that work out, the more you work out, the more bulked you get, I guess. That's the word, right? I don't know. <laughs> uh, the more fit, I guess. Uh, so gratitude is the same thing. Thankfulness is the same thing. The more you become thankful, the more natural it becomes, so how does this look in my daily life? Okay, instead of starting, my, starting my, my time with the Lord, with asking him to do all these miracles and all these wonders and all these things, I start by thanking. Constantly, thank you, Lord. 
And I just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you. I thank you because you brought me to here. I thank you because you were the same God before. You are the same God now, and you are the same God next year. Because you never change. I thank you because in the midst of, of my shaking, in the midst of my unbelief, you help me to believe. I thank you, Lord, because your word sanctifies me. I thank you, Lord. So you start, you know, constantly. And then you start worshiping. And it creates an expectation. So you know what happens? You become, you start celebrating. In the midst of your of your desert, of your trial, of your tribulation, of your circumstance, you start to worship. And worship unlocks the heavens. Worship tells the enemy, you need to flee right now. So we need to worship. Maybe the situation that you're, God is just waiting for you to worship for something to happen. And I'm not, you know, I don't have the best voice, and I don't really don't care to have the best voice, but I worship my God. I tell him how, who, how good he is, how good he will be, how good he will be forever, how good he was, and you start worshiping and worshiping and worshiping. And Lord, and I celebrate, and I celebrate the victory, and I see the victory in my eyes, and I can see, and I can feel, and I can, and I know that you're coming, and I know you're breaking through and you start doing that so your perspective is changing at the same time and you become uncommon and you separate yourself and not in a weird way because we're going to be light and salt to the earth you know we become uncommon and we start changing atmospheres we need a change of atmospheres. But you know who needs to change first? My inward atmosphere. Because sometimes we gripe. And I'm going to tell you a story about griping. So we went to the, to the mountains this week. And I am not a spontaneous person. You know, like, I need things to be planned. Especially trips. You know, like hiking trips, you know. I had a really bad experience when I was younger hiking, so I don't want to relive that, you know. I stepped in it, and you know, it was a, like a youth revival thing. And so we went to the woods, and in Honduras, when it pours, it pours, and it thunders, and the, the trees were moving and lightning everywhere, so it was a bad experience. Then I stepped on an ant's nest, you know. And so from then on, I never went hiking, Okay, so Julian, we were, in, you know, we were in, in the cabin and we were downtown Blue Ridge and, and he decides that we're going to go hiking, right? And I'm thinking, Lord, this is a bad idea. And I'm thinking, we don't have water. Lucas is not going to want to climb up much more. So I'm thinking all these things, but I said, okay. I'm, you know, I, I'm not going to be selfish, right? And we're going to go hiking. So I told Julian, I don't think this is a good idea, but okay, let's go. So we go, and all the way up, and it wasn't that much. It was like half a mile, you know. Like, it wasn't that much. You know, I was griping. All the way up, I was like griping and like, 
inwardly griping and walking like super fast and landing Julian with Lucas. I was like, I'm going to give him a taste of what I was thinking that's going to happen, you know. So I left him behind with Lucas and I kept on walking and griping inwardly. And I was like, this is a bad idea. I don't know why we did this. This is just crazy. But you know, you have little ones and you have to be their role model. You don't want to gripe in front of them. So you're shutting your mouth. You're, Holy Spirit, don't leave me now. Don't leave me, Lord, you know, because he was about to leave me. You know, so we're walking we're, and I'm griping and I'm like, why are we doing this? You know, so finally we get to these waterfalls, beautiful waterfalls. And the griping just left me, you know, he was like, great. You know, this, it was a great thing. And, you know, we came down, he had to carry Lucas for a half a mile. So I was right. Uh, <laughs> so, but it was, a, but I, you know, I, the, you know, I, st I stopped griping, I was happy, and all that stuff. And then, and then he tells me, like, I don't know, he mentioned, like, did you like the hike or something like this? I was like, yeah, it was nice, but it was just that spontaneity that comes with you. Just, you know, I need to plan. And he said something that I really think that the Lord tells us when, when he's working and when we are griping, you know, that we don't want to stick to the plan and we think that God doesn't know better. And, and he tells me, you just got to trust me, baby. You know, he just, you just got to trust me when I tell you a spontaneous thing. You know, and I think God tells us that same thing. You just got to trust me. So gratitude helps you to have a better attitude and worship. So if you get something from this sermon... Be thankful. <laughs> you know, be thankful. Don't gripe. So because when, when I saw the waterfalls, I was like, oh, they are so beautiful. So all the negative feelings, feelings left me. You know, so we just got to trust God. So constant worship, constant holiness. The third posture is a posture of surrender. And I'm going to focus on this a little bit more. Let's go to verses 9 through 11. It says, and whenever the living creatures gave glory, honor, and thanks to the one who is enthroned and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fell face down. That is a posture of surrender. Before the one seated on the throne and they worship. You know, you know, this is constant worship. There is constant worship. The one who lives forever and ever. And they surrendered their crowns before the throne, singing, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory, honor, and power for you. Created all things, and by your plan they were created and exist. So it said that they surrender their crowns. We need to have a posture of constant surrender. And this is so important especially as we are closing the year some of us have surrender things in the th in the presence of God literally surrender things but we have bound down bow down to pick them up again and we need to be careful because you need to surrender and leave them there if you bow down you bow down to leave it there not to pick it up again so why do we need to surrender? We need to surrender unforgiveness. We need to surrender offense. We need to surrender what we do also because it says that the crowns, that speaks about royalty. 
and kingship and lordship. But when you surrender, you are telling God he is Lord over all of your life. You are not Lord. So in my case is I surrender. And what, what do I surrender? I surrender the ministry. You know that God called me to be a pastor. I surrender that because who is my pastor is God. Does me being a pastor, should that make my identity? No. So I surrender. I surrender that. I surrender my control. I surrender the shame. I surrender the unforgiveness, the offenses. I don't pick them up. I don't pick them up. And you know what? We need to do that constantly. Because we can say, and we literally can come and like surrender what that person, that situation, the feelings that happen during a circumstance. You know, we come and we surrender, but then something happens and it spikes it again. And you feel that again. And it comes again. So the enemy wants you to bow down and pick it up and carry it with you as a heavy burden. But the Lord wants you to surrender it. He wants to surrender. Surrender. Give it back. So this is how it looks. Give it back. Give it back, Diana, that feeling. Give it back. You're about to pick it up. Give it back. Give it back. Oh, Lord, but... I just don't understand why I feel the way. You don't need to understand why you feel that way. You need to surrender. Sometimes we, over, this is me, not you. You are holy. You know, I'm in the process of holiness, you know. So I, sometimes I like to understand all these things and all these feelings. And why do I feel frustrated? Why does this situation make me just so angry? You, there's a point where you don't need to understand. You just need to surrender. You don't need to know why. Sometimes you just need to let it, let it go, let, you know, like frozen, you know. Uh, you need to let it go. Maybe some of us need to unpack our bags. We are carrying too much baggage. All this year you have been carrying baggage. We need to surrender. A life of daily surrender will take you to the supernatural. Complete surrender. I don't know what to do in this situation. Surrender. You will know what to do. I don't know what decision to take. Surrender. You will, you will know what to do. Lord, I don't feel like giving you thanks because I just feel that my life is just falling apart. It's okay, but you, you just say thank you. You just need to say thank you. You don't need to elaborate this worship. If you just say thank you, you have a win that day. You have a win because the next day you're going to say thank you twice. That's how, you know, God is very practical. He's not complicated. We are very complicated. God is not. So I want to challenge you this morning to live a life of complete surrender. These postures need to be like a rotation in your life. Constantly, constantly, constantly. I don't know what's going to happen next year. I don't either. Do I, should I expect? Of course. You expect from God the best. 
you expect from him the best. He will never fail. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. He will never abandon you. He will carry you wherever you go. He will, his grace will extend and will abound where your humanity stops. And when you look back, you're going to say, I don't even know how I did it, but you took me with me. So Jesus is for you. He's on your side. And we need to elevate our expectation. The portal is open. The door is open. The supernatural is at hand. So we need to experience it. And next year is going to be a year of victory. Next year you will know what to do. Next year God is going to provide for you. Next year you're going to see with your eyes how many people around you will come to the Lord. Next year you will hear testimonies and you will be a living testimony. Next year. But we need to prepare this year. We need to close this year in this posture of worship and holiness and revelation and instruction and again and again and again and we surrender and I don't know why why I need to do this you just need to do this he is God he's smarter than you and I he knows it all he's gonna give you perspective so as as I close may you can come even um I want the Holy Spirit. I know that the Holy Spirit is doing something in you. I know the Holy Spirit is, maybe he's in, he has encouraged you. Maybe he's challenging you. I'm going to open the altar. And I'm not going to have a specific altar call. But the altar is going to be open. And if you need ministry time, maybe, maybe you, it's been really hard. And, and I, I relate to you. I understand you. It has been really hard for us to as a family and as, as myself where I have to like, I have had to put things away and say, Lord, I don't even know where I'm going to start to pick up the pieces of all this that happened. But I know you know where to start. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here and I'm not going to move until you move in my life, until you give me an instruction, until you give me a revelation, until you tell me what to do and what I need to do next. But you're going to tell me and I'm not going to move. And he will speak. Because the same voice that spoke in the beginning will break the silence. Maybe you're looking for a job for quite a while. Well, you will find a job. Because he has gone before you. I want to encourage you. I want you to raise your expectation of who God is. Be ready for this year. Be ready. Look at this year, at this 2019, not to, not to, um, not with regret. Maybe you made bad decisions. Maybe you do regret those bad decisions. It's time to move forward. Because if God meets you right now, he made you a new creature, a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come and you can move forward. Maybe you have not walked with the Lord this past year. Maybe your commitment with him was halfway, half-hearted. Well, it's time to get back in. It's time to have a new commitment with him. Maybe your dreams were shattered. Well, it's, it's time to get back those dreams. 
God is in your side. Why don't we go ahead and just stand up? Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through His Word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.